Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. All right. Well, thank you, listeners, so much for being with us today. Uh, it's my pleasure to have you with us. My next guest is Rich Cocuzo, and he's been with me before. A very interesting interview in the past. We're going to talk. He's with Sales Velocity Advisors, I should say, just to let you know. And uh, they're based in Laguna Niguel. They specialize in leading or optimizing the sales function for small and mid-sized companies, and they work with business owners and CEOs to help them develop a sales strategy and team that will deliver sustainable long-term revenue growth. So, hey, 2019 is here. Is your sales team ready to win? Let's get into it. Rich, how are you doing? Hey, Bill. Good morning. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. Same to you, Rich. It's, uh, it's another you know exciting new year. Uh, there's a lot going on. The economy seems to be pretty good. People are fired up. Uh, we're not sure, you know, what's happening in our government or our stock market, but I, I tell you what, every business owner I talk to is busy, but they want to be busier. How, how are things right. from your perspective? No, I, I think, uh, I think what you just said is spot on. You know, it's, it's an interesting time, you know, from my vantage point, you know, the end of the one year, 2018, beginning of the new year, 2019, great time to, um, take stock, right, in the year that was. Mm-hmm. And how did you mm-hmm. do versus the goals that you set for yourself professionally for your business uh, as, as the year closed out? Did you meet them? Did you exceed them? Did you fall short? And what are you going to do differently in 2019 so this time next year you feel really good about how you and your company performed uh, in the year that was? And, you know, I, I always heard when I was a kid that when you get older, the years spin by faster. And, boy, that's that's certainly <laughs> – I'm starting to understand the guy that leaves his Christmas lights up all year long. He just he, – <laughs> he's just like, oh, I was going to get around to it, but it's it's already October. Forget it. No, uh, it so, is, it's true. So, Rich, you – Tell us about your your results last year. How how many people did you help, and how did you help them? Well, you know, Bill had a great year last year in terms of just establishing the brand, uh, Sales Velocity Advisors, and and really creating that awareness within the Southern California business community about myself, uh, my company, and what it is that we do to serve the small and medium. Um, client uh, segment. As you might recall, you know I'm part of a larger team. I'm affiliated with Sales Acceleration, and Sales Acceleration is the nation's leading provider of outsource or fractional sales VPs. So while I'm the only one in Orange County uh, affiliated with Sales Acceleration, you know I'm part of a, of a, of a bigger team. And, and the model, the business model, all of us are ex Fortune 500 
uh, sales VPs. So it's really neat to be part of a larger group and, and, and to be able to tap into that expertise across every conceivable industry that, uh, you know, the collective team brings to the table. But, yeah, it was a great year. I mean, whether it's being improvisers with you, part of Vistage, uh, over w- with the critical mass community with Rick Franzi and then also uh, fusion leaders, uh, you know, I've really got some wonderful traction in um, meeting with a number of people and have uh, some really close referral partner relationships that have taken place and have had some good opportunities in front of uh, clients and prospective clients and just talking about uh, their business and and how we can provide uh, solutions to help them drive sustainable revenue growth. Well, that's great. And I love the concept of a fractional um, uh, sales consultant. Just like a lot of small and medium-sized business owners have adopted people that can be their fractional CFO or a fractional even COO or, you know, it's just like a high-level person that they really need, but they don't need it full-time, so they need expertise to come in and help them. And and I've heard you say before, and I want to ask you this question, is that the the sales manager is the most important member of the sales team. Uh, let's talk about that. Why, why do you say that? And, and uh, let's, let's talk about what that can mean for our listeners. Sure. No, great, great question, Bill. And I, I do believe that's the case. And if you think about it, you know, look at it from a sports standpoint, you know, it, the team is only going to be as effective as the coach is, right, the leader, manager, coach, whatever you want to call it. And, and that, that person's really the linchpin because, you know, that manager, think about what they're responsible for. You know, they're, they're working with the owner to help set the, the overall sales strategy. Uh, they're there involved with hiring and developing talent, the ongoing uh, coaching that needs to take place so that salespeople can reach their full potential. Uh, you know, they're, they're there every step of the way. And, you know, what's very interesting about it is from a training standpoint, 95% of all training dollars that are spent uh, within small and mid-sized companies, you know, focused on the sales organization, 95% of those dollars are spent on training the sales reps how to sell to buyers. There's little mm-hmm. to no investment on, with the sales leader. You know, and, the, and the investment that's made for the sales leaders, well, how do you coach and reinforce the reps on selling to buyers, right? It's not how do you hire people, how do you develop people, how do you coach people, how do you run a sales meeting, how do you set sales metrics, how do you create a sales compensation plan that incents the right behavior. Those things aren't happening. And, and it's, it's disappointing because it's an opportunity yeah. that's lost. And I'm glad you bring this up. You know, one of the new things uh, that I've added to my portfolio since the last time we spoke is something called uh, Certified Sales Leader Training. Uh, and what it does, it's a very comprehensive program. Uh, it's in classroom, eight consecutive weeks. So think like a college class, four hours a week, eight consecutive weeks. And uh, what we uh, teach frontline sales leaders are the 16 core competencies that they need to be an effective sales leader. Uh, and what's nice about this, Bill, it's a classroom setting. It's face-to-face, not online, uh, and they are in a classroom setting with other uh, frontline sales leaders. Because you know, very often with small companies, oh, that's great. There's, one, there's one manager, right? I mean, they're, they're an island into themselves. So there's, you know, who do you – all sales managers, all sales leaders have common challenges and opportunities. And coming together, you know, kind of like a peer-to-peer, you know, community, a master's 
a mastermind type of community. Yeah. yeah. Where do you go to kick, you know, to kind of kick back or, or trade ideas, share frustrations, right. and learn from each other? So not only are you being taught these 16 core competencies, but you're also part of a learning community that can continue long after the class is over. On the back end of this um, eight-week course, there's an online certification that they take, uh, and they have to pass it to be designated as CSL, Certified Sales Leader. Uh, and then, you know, off they go um, and bring back to their companies, you know, a skill set and leadership ability that's at a, at a much higher level from, from where they started. Bill, the best part about this Certified Sales Leader program is – I'm the one that's teaching it. So it's it's not a professional educator who's you know mm-hmm. talking theoretically. Right. You know, as you know from past experience, I spent 30 years at FedEx. Uh, most of that time was spent in leadership positions including vice president of sales. So, you know, developing and coaching leaders, I've been doing that for a long long time and and having the ability to bring them into a classroom setting and you know share obviously my experience but also help bring that learning community together so they can learn from each other and teaching them the, the 16 core competencies, it, it's really powerful. Uh, and matter of fact, timing is great because we're kicking off the first class in Orange County on February 6th. Uh, so for anyone uh, listening in today or, or afterwards on the podcast, if you've got a sales leader that uh, you think would benefit from this, you know, please reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation and talk more about it. What part of the uh, of Orange County? What area are they going to be held in? It's going to be Aliso Viejo. Aliso Viejo, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Bill, accessible. if you're interested, I'd love to have yeah. you. I don't know if you're interested in being a certified sales leader, <laughs> but if you want to join the well, club, come on down. <laughs> let me let me check my calendar. But um, the uh, I think it's a fascinating concept, and you're right. I mean, how uh, you know. Where do sales leaders get to go to learn from other sales leaders where they're really learning some things? Let me ask you a question, Rich. If you could, um, what, are the, what, what do you think are the big three, top three things that a sales leader walks away from that with? I know that's a, that's a loaded question. There's a, there's a lot right. of information that you that – you, uh, but what do you think the, the top three things are that they, they need to learn that they learn there at that um, – particular type well, of uh, session. Right. Um, good question. And let me just uh, take a step back for a second and kind of level set. What I have found, and it's not uncommon, most um, small, mid-sized companies bill the sales leader how they got that job is they were the top sales rep. Mm-hmm. Now, let's think about that for a second. Why were you the top sales rep? You're money motivated, you've got strong ego drive, and you love the recognition and accolades that comes with being top dog. And those are all fabulous attributes to have when you're the top salesperson. However, that does not translate into a leadership role because it's not about you. It's about the team and how you can help the team be successful. And guess what? Success looks different depending on the person that you're talking about. You know, when you talk about diversity and inclusion, you know, whether that's gender, whether that's race, whether that's background and experience, you know, top dog sales reps, when they're the manager – they want everybody to be just like them because, hey, just do what I did, and you too shall be as successful as I was. And that is a huge fallacy. And you see so often that these top sales reps that are promoted to a sales leader role, 
they fail miserably. And, you know, it's no different in the sports world. If you think about some of the most successful coaches that are out there, very often they were not a superstar in their career. You know, they were journeymen. They played for a lot of teams. Maybe they only played for a few years. It's rare that you see a superstar that translates from a player into a world-class coach or manager. I mean, it just it, it, it's definitely the exception, not the rule. To answer your question, so what do they walk away from? I think the biggest thing is that revelation that I'm not an individual contributor anymore. I'm a leader, and therefore there's, you know, there's different skills that I need to master to be successful in this new role. And the first thing is the people dynamic, right? Everything begins and ends with people. And, and understanding that the people are your most important asset when you're a frontline sales leader, how do you nurture those relationships? And it's not about just focusing on, on someone's performance as a sales rep. It's also getting to know them as an individual. You know, what's, what are their values? What's their background, their family, their interests, all of that, right? And, and really sure. developing that relationship, no different than what you see in provisors and other groups, right? The best relationships are the ones you really invest in, and it takes time to develop those relationships. So it's the people aspect of the job, how to connect, to coach, uh, and to relate, uh, how to motivate and inspire uh, for so folks can – perform at the, their best possible level. How do you hire and develop talent? Uh, you know, that's, that's, I don't think that's intuitive for most folks. And, and of course, coaching is a big part of that because there's got to be that ongoing cadence, that regularity in terms of coaching and reinforcement, whether that's praise or constructive critique on how they can be better. So I think the people aspect of it's huge. So that would be number one. I think number huge. two would be a... Yes, would be the performance aspect, and it's really getting a sense of, you know, here are the, the you've got metrics that you track, and, and ultimately when you're in sales, there's a goal that you need to hit. So what does that performance look like? How do you how do you manage performance? You know, how do you utilize data in a way that helps you run the business more effectively? And you know, CRM systems are great; everybody's got them. But how do you utilize those that data that's in within CRM to help coach your people uh, in an effective, engaging way that's going to drive the desired you know results, right? So sure. and, and you've got that piece of it, and then I think that the last piece really is is looking you know a little bit more holistically. Is your compensation plan uh, driving the desired behavior, right? Because Salespeople, they are money motivated. And whatever comp plan you put out there, they're going to figure out the best ones. are going to f- figure out how to maximize that, those extra bonus dollars that they can make. So your compensation plan has to incent the right behavior. And For example, let's say you know, you've got a business and, and um, 80% of your revenue is coming from existing clients. That's very dangerous. You, know, you lose a top account. And that could have a material impact on your year, right, in terms of overall earnings and profitability. So how do you change that? You know, if you want to – if you're looking to uh, drive behavior that's more focused on new business development, and there's ways that you can tweak the comp plan, the sales compensation plan, to help drive that behavior. You know, sales folks are smart. You know, if, if, if all of a sudden you say, you know what? For every dollar you bring in from a net new customer, I'm going to pay you 3x. And for every, mm-hmm. every dollar you bring in from existing customers, I'm going to pay you one-to-one. 
well, where are they going to spend their time? I mean, you know, I get mm-hmm. I get three times as many dollars if I bring in a new customer, and I only get one to one if I, you know, continue to to just maintain an existing account relationship. They're both important. They're going to get paid for both, but we're going to incent them to really put their focus on new business development. I saw it at FedEx, and I see it all the time in, in small and mid-sized companies. You craft a comp plan that really um, is driving behavior that you want, and it ties back to your overarching sales strategy. Uh, you, you, you know, all things being equal, you've got to have a great value prop, right, for the products and services that you sell. But all things being equal, your your team will perform very, very well in that environment. So those are the three well, things, that, you know, people, performance, and, and the compensation piece. Yeah. Uh, that, I, I just thought you were going to say make more cold calls, make more cold calls, but you did. <laughs> that, no, that, that was really a, a, a very, very good overview of, of the key things that sales leaders need. They need to be able to motivate and inspire and hire and develop and and measure performance and know how to use those metrics and and structure the comp plan so that you have all of those, you know, all of those uh, uh, metrics in place. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. It sounds like a very valuable class. Uh, for anybody that's a uh, a sales leader, anybody that's a small, medium-sized business that has someone currently in that position. Now, how else do you come into situations where people maybe say, well, I have a couple salespeople, but I don't have a sales leader. What do I do now? Right. right. So, yeah, and, yes, in, in my role, you know, I, I, the narrative that I use is a fractional sales VP, which, you know, by design, the the, the image you you kind of portray there is you're coming in and you're you're running the sales organization for for a company and, and I do do that in many cases though like you said you'll have a situation where there's two or three or four salespeople and there's no sales leader um, they report into a CEO or a COO or maybe even the owner and and depending on the situation because every company is different, right? Depending on the situation, they could very well benefit from having a frontline sales leader uh, to come in and 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 really, um, you know, have that dedicated focus on coaching and developing the team. Because what I see very often when there's not a dedicated leader, the the sales reps just they they just kind of float. You know, they're they're, mm-hmm. they're out there mm-hmm. on their own. Right. You know, there's this expectation: well, I hired you to sell. Um, and maybe that's what you did previously working for another company. You know, here's our portfolio of products and services. And there's maybe a day of onboarding training and some customer introductions. And then you just leave them to their own devices. And everybody needs to be coached. And, you know, sales, like, like any functional area, whether it's sales or marketing or operations, HR, IT, whatever it is, there are specific things in that functional role that having a leader that understands that and can can effectively mm-hmm. coach and develop people, and and again look at data and and help course correct where necessary. You know that's the role a sales leader should play. And you know case in point, um, I've got a prospective client right now that they want to build a sales team. They don't have any sales folks right now. They they got like fifteen million dollars in fifteen one five million dollars in revenue. So a lot of this is most of it obviously is existing business. The COO right. is the COO is the chief sales officer and he's mm-hmm. fabulous and he knows more about this than you can ever teach anybody else but there's just one of him and by the way his primary role is to run the business right so you know he's got to bring a sales leader in so you know he's he's talking to me about coming on board and helping them build a sales team in the short term 
Um, you know, whether that's an enterprise rep, right, large accounts, or, you know, just regular small and medium customers. And then once that's done, also helping bring in a sales leader. Because if you're going to, you know, hire three or four sales folks, he, he doesn't have the time to, to be the frontline sales leader to them. I mean, right. he's busy running the company. He's going to bring right. something Not effectively, in. So, yes, that's, right? I, abs- yeah. I love doing that. You know, and the nice thing uh, with me, uh, no different than you, you know, I try to engage my business partners uh, to help in that regard. Uh, you know, that I'm sorry, but if you're going out on LinkedIn and, and Indeed and sites like that and you're trying to find top sales talent, when the unemployment rate is at a 50-year low and you want, you know, best-in-class sales reps or sales managers – You've got to you've got to use a third-party company that specializes in that. You know, somebody that'll sit down with you and understand specifically what you're looking for. You know, what are those the right uh, trades, characteristics, skills that you're mm-hmm. looking for, the industry that you're selling into. You know, a professional recruiting company that can, that can uh, that can really um, put in front of me and and the owner. You know, here's your, here's the top three people that meet your criteria. You pick one. I mean that that to me is the way to go, and I've had such great success in in doing that. And because you know, think about the time and money that you're spending on on sourcing top talent. You know, you've got to make a great hiring decision, and you know, you want to make sure you retain that person. So yeah, I mean, I, I get involved in a lot of that. Yeah, I think some companies build are not sure. Do we need a sales leader? Don't we need a sales leader? Yeah, if right. you have a if you have a sales team, you know, and it's more than one person. You need a sales leader. You need somebody, even if they're wearing multiple hats, maybe it's a, a manager that does sales and marketing. You need somebody who's dedicated and that has the right skills uh, and experience to help coach and develop a sales team. You just you absolutely do. Good point, Rich. And, you know, I, I, I meet a lot of business owners, and uh, one of the key issues, especially if they're talking about getting out of their business, is they – I tell them that you need to grow your way out of this business. You've been comfortable. It's provided a nice lifestyle. But if you want to pass this on to another family member or key employee or even sell it for a meaningful amount, you need to get yourself into a strong growth mode. And a lot of times what that means is they need to stoke the fire that is their sales and their sales team and their uh, their sales structure. So uh, thank goodness there's people like you out there, Rich, that can help them do that. What's the best way for our listeners to find out more about your upcoming workshop and, and just to get in touch with you in general? Yes, um, thank you. The best way to get in touch with me, two ways. Um, you can just call me directly at 949-981-2161. Again, that's 949-981-2161. Or via email, uh, the easiest one that, to use is RC and then Cocuzzo, C-O-C-U-Z-Z-O, at gmail.com. If neither one of those works, you can always find me on LinkedIn. And Terrific. Well, Rich, it's it's a pleasure to have you back on the show and great tips and great advice. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to the next time that we get a chance to speak. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, thank you, Bill. Again, Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 